Now, this is where the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam actually starts. We're already at 9 p.m. Wow. Okay, we will try our best. Aham eva sam eva gre nanyadyat sadasad param paschadaham yadetacha yovasisheta sosmeham. Now, okay, let's read the translation. Prior to the cosmic creation, only I exist and no phenomena exist, either gross, subtle, or primordial. After creation, only I exist in everything, and after annihilation, only I remain eternally. Why are we even reading this? It's supposed to be about Guru, about Guru Tattva, right? Yes. We have not gone away from that. Because Guru Tattva, what does Guru say? The function of the Guru. This is the second topic. The importance of the Guru we have already learned. The function of the Guru is the giving of knowledge, transferring the knowledge. What What is the knowledge that is transferred by the Guru? That is being explained here. So, of course, the knowledge of that... You know, Prabhupada wrote so many books, but this is condensed, right? Chatushloki Bhagavatam. So, therefore, that condensed knowledge is given here in six verses. Otherwise, we can always be expanded to unlimited amounts. But this is the Chatushloki Bhagavatam. So that we can get an idea of what kind of knowledge the Guru gives. Because many people, in, especially in Kali Yuga, are masquerading as Gurus. And they don't speak what is said here. That's why they are not Gurus. So that's why we have to understand also the knowledge that the Guru speaks. Not that simply one has a beard and one has a turban on the head eh? or one saffron cloth or some fancy cloth or whatever it is and therefore he is Guru. No, that's not how a Guru... Guru is not to be seen but to be heard. A fool is not known until he starts speaking and similarly, a Guru is not known until he starts speaking. Anyone who is not known until he starts speaking. He may be a well-dressed man but he may be a cat and dog in his consciousness, just well-dressed cats and dogs. Uh, but that does not mean he is a Guru. So we need to know the symptoms of a real Guru. And then we can really understand Guru Tattva. Because nowadays Gurus are coming and opening hospitals, opening schools, uh, or cleaning rivers, uh, or speaking some rubbish philosophy, taking people away from God consciousness. This is not Guru. Guru means he will teach this. So therefore, this, this is important in Guru Tattva. This may not be directly Guru Tattva. But this is the knowledge that the Guru will give. And therefore, it is important. We have to always understand the context. Why these things are quoted at this point in the chapter. It is because of this. Now, prior to the cosmic creation, only I exist and no phenomena exist, either gross, subtle or primordial. After creation, only I exist in everything and after annihilation, only I remain eternally. Purport. Aham means I. Therefore, the speaker who is saying Aham, I, must have his own personality. The Mayavadi philosophers interpret this word Aham as referring to the impersonal Brahman. The Mayavadis are very proud of their grammatical knowledge. Nahi nahi rakshati dukrin karane. All this grammatical knowledge, Shankaracharya said, I have explained by grammatical manipulation the Vedas, but they're not going to help you at the time of death. Um, just so you know. So <laughs> that's what Shankaracharya himself said. And what did he say? Bhajagovindam, 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 Mudhamate. Three times he said. Are Mudhamate, if you are a fool, therefore I am telling, telling you three times. Worship Govinda, worship Govinda, worship Govinda. Don't 
you know resort to the grammatical uh, arrangements of the sanskrit which i have presented and i have falsely presented the conclusion of you know uh, the vedas don't don't fall for it i'm i just fooled you now come out of this illusion so dukrin karne so they were supposed to be very grammatically grammatical heroes right but they come to the point where of zero they say ultimately there is nothing <laughs> they are grammatical heroes but their conclusion is zero oh uh, after all there is nothing just like what is that shunyavad buddhists nirvishesh and shunyavad same huh? grammatical heroes reality zeros so aham means i therefore the speaker who is saying aham must have his own personality ah uh, who is saying aham some impersonal sky is saying aham uh, maybe when the thunder comes aham aham uh, maybe <laughs> but <laughs> that doesn't sound really like aham though you know unless you want to take it like that but you see mayavadi is very proud of their grammatical knowledge but any person who has actual knowledge of grammar even basic grammar for that matter uh, can understand that aham means i and that i refers to a personality therefore the personality of godhead speaking to brahma uses aham while describing his own transcendental form aham has a specific meaning it is not a vague term that can be whimsically interpreted aham when spoken by krishna refers to the supreme personality of godhead and nothing else before the creation and after its dissolution only the supreme personality of godhead and his associates exist there is no existence of the material elements this is confirmed in the vedic literature vasudevo va idam agra asin na brahma na cha shankarah i think a few sessions before in few weeks maybe a month ago in one of the classes i was looking for this verse from the vedas it's in the adilila 1.53 vasudevo va idam agra agra means what beginning agraja means elder brother ja means janma whoever has taken birth agraja means who has taken birth first he is agraja so elder brother is called agraja younger brother is called anuja so vasudevo va idam agra asin na brahma na cha shankarah the meaning of this mantra is that before creation there was no existence of brahma or shiva for only vishnu existed vishnu exists in his abode the vaikunthas there are innumerable vaikuntha planets in the spiritual sky and on each of them vishnu resides with his associates and his paraphernalia it is also confirmed in the bhagavad gita that although the creation is periodically dissolved there is another abode which is never dissolved the word creation refers to the material creation because see the word creation refers to the material creation because in the spiritual world everything exists eternally and there is no creation or dissolution it exists it just exists that is the spiritual world whereas here there is creation and there is destruction and everything the lord indicates herein that before the material creation he existed in fullness om purnamadah purnam means full he existed in fullness om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate from the i think it's katha upanishad but it's also the invocation of the ishopanishad 
I think it's Kathopanishad, not Kathopanishad, I think. What a, from Upanishad, fifth chapter, first verse, I think. Some Upanishad. Anyway, when the Lord says Aham, therefore it is to be understood that He exists with full potency, including all opulences. See? The Lord indicates here that before the material creation, He existed in fullness with all transcendental opulences, including all strength, all wealth, all beauty, all knowledge, all fame and all renunciation. If one thinks of a king, he automatically thinks of his secretaries, ministers, military commanders, palaces and so on. Since a king has such opulences, one can simply try to imagine the opulences of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the King of Kings, basically. When the Lord says Aham, therefore, it is to be understood that he exists with full potency, including all opulences. He is not singular when he says Aham. When the king says, when the president of a country says to another country's presidents, um, okay, I'm coming to your country on this, this date. We don't expect only one person to come, right? We, are, we, we expect a whole delegation to come. So he may say I, but then that I means all these things. So similarly, if only a, you know, a president of a paltry piece of land has such an entourage, we can just imagine the entourage of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that's a fact. He exists with full potency, including all opulences. The word Yat refers to Brahman, the impersonal effulgence of the Lord. You know where is the word Yat? Nanyad Yat Sadasat Param. The word Yat refers to Brahman, the impersonal effulgence of the Lord. In the Brahma Samhita 5.40, it is said, Tad Brahma Yad. Tad. Huh? Tad Brahma Nishkalam Ananta Mashesha Bhutam. The Brahman effulgence expands unlimitedly. Just as the sun is a localized planet with the sunshine expanding unlimitedly from that source, so the Absolute Truth is the Supreme Personality of Godhead with His effulgence of, of energy, Brahman, expanding unlimitedly. From that Brahman energy, the creation appears. Now you may say, how? Just like from the sunlight, the cloud appears. The cloud is a creation of the sun and it will be dissolved at a certain time. But the light of the sun never gets diminished. We may experience diminishing of the sunlight because of our movement, but the sun doesn't stop to shine its brightness or its, or its light. So the, similarly, from that Brahman energy, the creation appears just as a cloud appears in sunshine. From the cloud comes rain and from the rain comes vegetation and from the vegetation come fruits and flowers which are the basis of subsistence for many other forms of life. Similarly, the effulgent bodily luster of the Supreme Lord is the cause of the creation of infinite universes and all sub-creations within the universes just like the cloud is uh, created by the sun and the cloud brings forth rain and then the water waters them plants and then we have fruits and vegetation and all the others in the food chain they depend on the vegetation so the entire life is maintained by sunlight so similarly the original light of which the sunlight is a dim reflection is the brahma jyoti so the brahman effulgence is impersonal uh, similarly, the effulgent bodily luster of the Supreme Lord is the cause of the creation of infinite universes. The Brahman effulgence is impersonal, but the cause of that energy is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
From him in his abode, the Vaikunthas, this Brahma Jyoti emanates. He is never impersonal. Since impersonalists cannot understand the source of the Brahman energy, they mistakenly choose to think this impersonal Brahman the ultimate or, ult or absolute goal. But as stated in the Upanishads, one has to penetrate the impersonal effulgence to see the face of the Supreme Lord. Isha Upanishad verse 15. What is that? Hiranmayena patrena satyasyapi hitam mukham tattvam pushanna pavrino satyadharma yadrishtaye. O my Lord, sustainer of all that lives, your real face is covered by your dazzling effulgence. Kindly remove that covering and exhibit yourself to your pure devotee. Next verse also. Pushanne karshe yamasurya prajapatya vyuha rashmin samuha. Tejo yatte rupam kalyanatamam tatte pasyami yosavasav purushasoha masmi. O my Lord, O primeval philosopher, maintainer of the universe, O regulating principle, destination of the pure devotees, well wisher of the progenitors of mankind, please remove the effulgence of your effulgence of your transcendental rays so that I can see your form of bliss. You are the eternal supreme personality of Godhead, like unto the sun as am I. You see, Kalyanatamam Rupam Kalyanatamam Kalyana means auspicious. Tamam means most auspicious. Superlative. Kalyana means auspicious. Kalyana Taram. Taram means uh, comparative. That means more auspicious. Tamam means most auspicious. Rupam Kalyanatamam means the most auspicious form is the form of the Lord. So please withdraw. Samuha. Rashmin Samuha, kindly remove. Two times, you see, view her, kindly remove. Rashmin, the rays, Samuha, kindly withdraw. There's a uh, what fervent request to, re to remove the personal effulgence of the Lord so that the Lord can be seen, his real face can be seen. So that is devotional service. So that means Brahmanohi Pratishtaham, 1427 of Bhagavad Gita. Where Krishna himself says that he is the source or he, he is the basis of the impersonal Brahma Jyoti. Brahmanohi Pratishtaham Amritasya Vyayasya Cha Shashvatasya Cha Dharmasya Sukhasya Ikantikasya Cha And I am the basis of the impersonal Brahman which is immortal, imperishable and eternal and is the constitutional position of ultimate happiness. I am the basis. So... This is confirmed in all Vedic literatures. Only fools cannot see it. The followers of uh, followers of Sankaracharya are like that. They're fools. They cannot understand these things. So the Brahman effulgence is impersonal, but the cause of that energy is the supreme personality of Godhead. From him, in his abode, the Vaikuntas, this Brahma Jyoti emanates. He is never impersonal. Since impersonalists cannot understand the source of the Brahman energy, they mistakenly choose to think that this impersonal Brahman, the ultimate goal or absolute goal. But as stated in the Upanishads, one has to penetrate the impersonal effulgence to see the face of the Supreme Lord. If one desires to reach the source of the sunshine, he has to travel through the sunshine to reach the sun and then meet the predominating deity there. The Absolute Truth is the Supreme Person, Bhagavan, as Srimad Bhagavatam explains. Sat means effect and Asat means cause. <coughs> of course, Sat means eternal and Asat means also temporary. Or not truth, but also it has many meanings. So sadasad param, nanyat yat sadasad param, aham eva sam eva grace, nanyat yat sadasad param. 
so sat means effect and asat means cause and param refers to the ultimate truth so if you see in the verse so the verse is being explained word to word okay? of course there is word to word here but more purport of the word to word so sad asad param so this part is being explained now just now the yat was explained as impersonal brahman this part this word and now sad asad param is being explained see how detailed this explanation is so sat means effect asad means cause and param refers to the ultimate truth which is transcendental to cause and effect sad asad yoni janma so that is also used in 1322 <coughs> the good and bad or here cause and effect param sadasad param so means transcendental to both cause and effect the cause of the creation is called mahatattva or total material energy and its effect is the creation itself but neither cause nor effect existed in the beginning they emanated from the supreme personality of godhead as did the energy of time this is stated in the vedanta sutra janmadhyasya yatah Huh? even shankaracharya said narayana parovyaktat that means narayana parah avyaktat avyaktat means the uh, mahatattva which is the unmanifest or primordial feature of the material world uh, so even beyond that sarva karana karanam so <clears throat> the cause of say a pot is the clay and the water i mean the earth water and the sunlight they are the causes of the pot and the potter's wheel maybe but ultimately it's the potter who is using these instruments to create the pot so he is beyond even the causes or the ingredients of the pot so similarly that example is given by vaishnavas so the potter the 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 what is that called the potter's wheel and then the ingredients itself themselves the earth water and sunshine all of them are different causes immediate causes remote causes but the primary cause of the whole pot is the potter himself so similarly um mahatattva uh, means the ingrediential cause uh, in its latent state just like earth has no shape nothing you know but when it is you know manipulated in a certain way then it come becomes a pot and it has a use now it has a different use now so from that earth many things can be gotten so the ingrediential form format in which it is there that is called the mahatattva so but the supreme lord is even beyond that aham evasam eva agre agra agra means before anything else before even the primordial cause of the material verse uh, material world material universes mahatattva so the source Uh, this is stated in vedanta sutra janmadhyasya yatah the source of birth of the cosmic manifestation or mahatattva is the personality of godhead this is confirmed throughout shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita in the bhagavad gita 10.8 the lord says aham sarvasya prabhavah i am the fountain head of all emanations so all emanations means even the mahatattva the material cosmos being temporary is sometimes manifest and sometimes unmanifest but its energy emanates from the supreme absolute lord before the creation there was neither cause nor effect but the supreme personality of god had existed with his full opulence and energy the word paschadaham 
नान्यद्यत्सदसत्परम पश्चादहम यदेतच्च द वर्ड्स पश्चादहम इंडिकेट दैट द लॉर्ड एग्जिस्ट्स आफ्टर द डिसोल्यूशन ऑफ द कॉस्मिक मैनिफेस्टेशन when the material world is dissolved the lord still exists personal exists personally in the vaikunthas during the creation the lord also exists as he is in the vaikunthas and he also exists as a super soul within the material universes so in other words the super soul the paramatma is only in the material world in the spiritual world there is no paramatma he is already there as bhagwan with everyone so the paramatma feature is in this material world That's why it is said, you see, during the creation, when the material world is dissolved, the Lord still exists personally in the Vaikunthas. During the creation, the Lord also exists as He is in the Vaikunthas, and He also exists as the Super Soul within the material universes. This is confirmed in the Brahma Samhita. Goloka eva nivasati, akhilatma bhuta. Although He is perfectly and eternally present in Goloka Vrindavan and Vaikuntha, He is nevertheless all-pervading, akhilatma bhuta. the all pervading feature of the lord is called the super soul in the bhagavad gita it is said aham krishnasya jagatah prabhavah <clears throat> the cosmic manifestation is a display of the energy of the supreme lord you know why it is stated just after the the ingredients of the material world and then the spiritual ingredient which is the living soul bhumirapanalo vayurkham दर इज मेटीरियल एनर्जी एंड देन अपरेम दुतस्वन्याम विधि में प्रकृति परंपरा प्रकृति द लिविंग एंटिटी एंड द नेक्स्ट वर्स सेवन डॉट सिक्स अहम कृष्णस्य जगत प्रभव प्रलयस्तथा प्रभव प्रलयस्तथा प्रभव मीन्स इन द बिगिनिंग एंड प्रलयस मीन्स एंड और क्रिएशन एंड डिस्ट्रक्शन all created beings have their source in these two natures that means the living entity is the spirit and the, his body is the matter so every all created beings have their source in these two natures that are explained in the two previous verses of all that is material and all that is spiritual in this world know for certain that i am both the origin and the dissolution same principle aham eva sameva agre i am there before everything else i am there after everything else प्रभव प्रलय अहम कृष्ण स जगत प्रभव द कॉस्मिक मैनिफेस्टेशन इज अ डिस्प्ले ऑफ द एनर्जी ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड द मेटीरियल एलिमेंट्स अर्थ वाटर फायर एयर ईथर माइंड इंटेलिजेंस एंड फॉल्स ईगो डिस्प्ले द इनफीरियर एनर्जी ऑफ द लॉर्ड एंड द लिविंग एंटिटीज आर हिज सुपीरियर एनर्जी सिंस द एनर्जी ऑफ द लॉर्ड इज नॉट डिफरेंट फ्रॉम हिम इन फैक्ट एवरीथिंग दर एग्जिस्ट इज कृष्ण इन हिज इमर्सनल फीचर sunshine sunlight heat and heat are not different from the sun and yet simultaneously they are distinct energies of the sun similarly the cosmic manifestation and the living entities are energies of the lord and they are considered to be simultaneously one with and different from him the lord therefore says i am everything because everything is his energy and is therefore non different from him
யோ அவசிஷேத சோ சக அஸ்மி அஹம் திஸ் இஸ் த லாஸ்ட் லைன் யோ அவசிஷேத சோஸ்மி அஹம் இண்டிகேட்ஸ் தட் த லார்ட் இஸ் த பேலன்ஸ் தட் எக்ஸிஸ்ட்ஸ் ஆஃப்டர் த டிசொல்யூஷன் ஆஃப் த கிரியேஷன் it belongs to the internal sorry the spiritual manifestation never never vanishes it belongs to the internal energy of the supreme lord and exists eternally when the external manifestation is withdrawn the spiritual activities in goloka and the rest of the vaikuntha's continue unrestricted by material time which has no existence in the spiritual world therefore in the bhagavad gita 15.6 it is said yad gatva na nivartante tad dhama paramam mama the abode from which no one returns to this material world is the supreme abode of the lord so this is the knowledge that the spiritual master gives and krishna acting as a spiritual master is directly giving this knowledge ritertham yat pratiyeta na pratiyeta chatmani tad vidyadatmano mayam yatha bhaso yatha tamaha 2933 very important verse This is all, you know, very long purports, you see. Actually, to explain this, even one of these verses can go to many, many sessions. But of course, we are not going to do that. 9.20, all right. What appears to be truth without me is certainly my illusory energy. For nothing can exist without me. It is like a reflection of a real light in the shadows. For in the light, there are neither sh- shadows nor reflections. Very nice. ஆஃப்ளெக்ஷன் சம்டைம்ஸ் இட் ஆல்சோ நோன் ஆஸ் ஷேடோ ஷேடோ அண்ட் ரிஃப்ளெக்ஷன் ஆர் இன்டர்சேஞ்சபிள் யூஸ்ட் இன் சன்ஸ்கிருத் ஆஸ் ஆபாசம் ஐ ஆல்வேஸ் வண்டட் வாய் வென் ஐ ரெட் த பர்போட் ஆஃப் திஸ் வேர்ஸ் தென் ஐ அண்டர்ஸ்டுட் வாய் பிகாஸ் ரிஃப்ளெக்ஷன் இஸ் டிஃப்ரெண்ட் ஃப்ரம் அ ஷேடோ ரைட் வாய் ஆர் தி சம்டைம்ஸ் யூஸ் இன்டர்சேஞ்சபிளி ஸோ திஸ் எக்ஸ்பிளேஷன் இஸ் வெரி நைஸ் இந்த பர்போட் ஹியம் So again, we will read the translation. What appears to be truth without me is certainly my illusory energy. For nothing can exist without me. It is like a reflection of a real light in the shadows. For in the light, there are neither shadows nor reflections. In the previous purport, in the previous verse, the absolute truth and its nature have been explained. One must also understand the relative truth to actually know the absolute. It's a very, very important point. and i want to quote something here one must also understand the relative truth to actually know the absolute now i actually want to show this wait one second give me a give me some time i did not plan for this
okay just a second Okay, here we go. Um, I may be blocking some words at the end here. I'm sorry about that. Or let me try another thing. But I don't know if you will be able to see like that. Okay, well, I think try that. I have another. Oops. Uh, I don't know what I did there. <laughs> okay, wait. Um, is it here? Just hold on. I know it's all messed up. But... Okay, it's all... Can give me a second, huh? Okay. Here, I want to show you something. I hope you can read that. I think now it's readable. Hopefully. This is what Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said. He said... This, the truth, Satya, okay, just so that we are on the same page, I hope you are understanding why I am showing you this. Oh, Krishna. I, sorry for this delay. Next time I will not, I will make sure this delay doesn't happen. Like, this is the thing. One must also understand the relative truth to actually know the absolute so this is the point right now this is where i want to show this i'm sorry it's all like a little bit um, okay bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur said the truth satya is propagated in a twofold way viz or that is Positively or by the method of direct support, positively or by the method of direct support, and negatively by the method of opposition. Two ways. The truth cannot be made sufficiently known by the positive method alone. Propaganda by the method of opposition, more than the presentation of the positive aspect, brings about more brilliantly in this world the appearance and glorification of the truth. See this? This is from this purport we have just read. This point is also corroborated here. Propaganda by the method of opposition, more than the presentation of the positive aspect, brings about more brilliantly in this world the appearance and glorification of the truth. I'll give you an example if you did not understand what he was saying. 
like okay, give me a second it's blocking me oh krishna current application okay so i give you an example i mean we are always doing these classes right how many of you are here let's see 29 of you are live and even after this is posted you know a handful of them watch honestly <laughs> but we made a video especially nimanitai prabhu he made a video uh, against zakir naik dr zakir naik who is the muslim preacher who speaks against hinduism and you know so many things so we spoke uh, i mean he spoke he actually did the entire video all by himself the speaking the research the editing the everything he did by all by himself and he it's a method of opposition right it's not like actually in that whole presentation it's about quoting so many verses from the scriptures you know but if that would have been a lecture like this and that was a one hour video and we are here doing 3 hours you know lectures every day almost i mean not not every day but whenever we do we are doing 3 hours right but that's a one hour video with so much shastra you know people are usually not interested in watching that but because it's an opposition to some ideology by presented by such and such person oh it has become the most popular popular video most popular video on our channel iskm tv channel and to to this day they are still watching and appreciating that video so i think over 150000 views why method of opposition so propaganda by the method of opposition brings more than the present what sorry propaganda by the method of opposition more than the presentation of the positive aspect brings about more brilliantly in this world the appearance and glorification of the truth the positive method by itself is not the most effective mode of propaganda in a controversial age like the present <laughs> in this in this kaliyuga everybody is speaking speaking positively because even the, the rascal guru who is you know speaking nonsense he is like oh, you know positive some positivity you know motivational stuff and everything everything is taken as positive oh you are also speaking positive he is also speaking positive everybody is speaking positive okay good good everybody is good people think like this because this age is like that they don't know what is actually positive what is negative what is correct what is wrong what is good what is bad they don't know anything so when there is opposition it becomes interesting eh somebody is challenged ah uh, then see the challenge people are why the sporting events are so big time in kaliyuga soccer cricket boxing i mean you take any sport why people watch because there is a conflict and who wins who loses as a you know fan following this and that so that rivalry creates a sort of interest and acharyas like bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur shri prabhupad um, and here especially bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur is speaking so they take advantage of although it uh, devotee would never like to get into a controversy but if he thinks that such a controversial presentation might bring about some eyeballs to this presentation of the absolute truth why not of course he doesn't go overboard and you know um do something which is some completely stupid but i mean challenging and i mean putting in putting in a very 
uh, what is it dialectic manner that means with conclusive evidence challenge something an established worldview an established um, idea or a school of thought challenge that with the absolute truth like Srila Prabhupada he challenged the scientists oh life comes from matter Nobel Prize winner okay we'll challenge him his disciple Swarup Damodar he challenged and the Nobel Prize winner got defeated in the argument but still he went around with the Nobel Prize in his hand but you see challenging so we have to why Prabhupada is interested in the scientists whether they are saying Darwin's theory of evolution why is Prabhupada interested even he can speak about Krishna and you know you know about Goloka Vrindavan and chanting Hare Krishna then he will have like this 29 people who are watching the video like now 20, oh, still 29 I thought they will reduce by now <laughs> so these 30 people who are watching he will have like that but oh scientists challenge the scientists so he wants this he wants this method of opposing the established world will show the fault um, people are interested in these kind of things unfortunately but we'll make that unfortunate situation fortunate by introducing absolute truth inside that so the acharyas are always meditating on how to bring this absolute truth in front of the eyes of materialists the materialists want to see all kinds of um, sense gratification the, the devotees they want to block their you know hey, look at this look at this they bring, want to bring forward the absolute truth in present so people don't like the distractions oh no 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 remove it what is it why are you disturbing you know so like that so uh, how to how to put in front of their eyes or oh, make them interested in the subject oh, how come or oh, put some rivalry oh then people are interested because not because of the truth all those 150,000 views of the Zakir Naik video rebuttal of Zakir Naik video they were not interested in all the Upanishads quotations and all nobody was interested in that they were interested in the the smashing of Zakir Naik and his philosophy against the Hindu we're not against Muslim here we're not against Islam but he claimed so many things against our Sanatan Dharma which were completely baseless and wrong and we presented what is the actual truth about our Sanatan Dharma and that element got them interested just like Vyasadev has written Mahabharata for who Stri Shudra Dvijabandhunam Trayina Shruti Gochara Women, Vaishya, Shudras who have no, no adequate intelligence to understand the Vedas. So he wrote, he wrote this Mahabharata which has full of politics and you know, family affairs and this and that. All kinds of topics and people will get attracted to those topics and start reading Bhag Mahabharata. <laughs> but they will come to the point of Bhagavad Gita which is actually the point where you know where Vyasadeva wants to bring them to is the funneling, you know, funnel, you know, sales funnel for those who are salesmen, sales funnel is there. So first you make all contacts and, you know, offer, you know, services and this and that, free services and slowly, slowly, slowly get you into the paid. That funnel will be f as funnel, you know, is broad on the, at the beginning and then narrow in the, at the, at the end. So, so to attract all of them, they are not attracted to that narrow thing which is the actual deal they are attracted in all these surrounding things which are not very important but they are there but then it's a funnel so it's, it gets, gets them to the Bhagavad Gita so this spiritual funneling just as the salespeople have a funneling system the acharyas are always thinking of how to have a funnel where more people can be helped with this spiritual knowledge and therefore 
very nicely Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur has put this that propaganda by the method of opposition more than the presentation of the positive aspect brings about more brilliantly in this world the appearance and glorification of the truth. The positive method by itself is not the most effective mode of propaganda in a controversial age like the present. The negative method which seeks to differentiate the truth from non-truth in all its forms is even better calculated to convey the directly inconceivable significance of the absolute. The negative method which seeks to differentiate the truth from non-truth in all its forms is even better calculated to convey the directly inconceivable significance of the absolute. And <clears throat> it is a necessity which cannot be conscientiously avoided by the dedicated preacher of the truth if he wants to be loyal servant of Godhead. That means a preacher should not avoid this understanding. That means he should adopt this. Therefore, I'm also planning some videos like that. I have actually a lot of video ideas already since months, but I have not executed on it. But I will do, um, Krishna willing, very soon. Um, in this manner, <clears throat> I, see, I think even on my channel, my most watched video was the one I went against Gaur Gopal Das. And that was by way of opposition again. And that got people to know what the Prabhupada's instructions, what Prabhupada's real instructions were on how to present. If I just make a video titled how to present Prabhupada's instructions as they are or how to present Vedas, I will have 30 views. Yes. But now because I challenged Gaur Gopaldas, who is an established so-called figure in this material world, I had 20,000 views on that video so far. So, that just proves this point again and again. It's a necessity which cannot be conscientiously avoided by the dedicated preacher of the truth if he wants to be loyal servant of God. So, sometimes they ask me, hey, why, why are you criticizing Prabhu? But, you see what Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur is saying? He's saying this is the better method. Of course, it is not that we will go on, 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 on a criticizing spree. Okay, criticize every damn guy. No. We have to do it properly we have to we have to know that it is uh, it, it is not to humiliate the person or something like that again what is the what is the aim of all this glorification of the truth and the appearance of that truth in this world it has to reach more eyeballs we are preaching to for what so that the people will see and learn and purify their lives right so how to get across the message how to get the message across uh, so these are devices so we are using that as a bait but presenting the absolute truth so we should never deviate from that aim and not simply to humiliate that person in that way we'll develop hatred for that person we should hate what he's doing but we should not hate the person because that hatred will <clears throat> play on our consciousness and we will preach also hatred. So it is not about preaching hatred or getting on his case. No, we may get on somebody's case, but that is a bait to present the absolute truth and to present the real way of doing it and to teach the general mass of public. By that video on Gaur Gopal Das, I did not expect Gaur Gopal Das to change and I mean, he did not change anyway. He is still continuing with the same nonsense. 
and even more nonsense which i want to combat in another video coming up <laughs> but <clears throat> my point of making that video <clears throat> is to educate the others who may be otherwise misled by his so called speeches and be misled from the real deal from the real krishna consciousness which is trying to hide so and for those preachers there is a lesson on how to present krishna's philosophy as it is without having to resort to nonsense tricks uh, so it is the glorification of the truth and making it appear in this world in front of more eyeballs and that is the goal using all these other things as baits basically why because this age you see the positive method by itself is is not the most effective mode of propaganda in a controversial age like the present you know what is kali kali means confrontation quarrel fight and people like this this is kali yuga so acharyas like bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur they take advantage of it see even kali they are engaging in krishna service <laughs> they are engaging kali in krishna service they are engaging quarrel in krishna service this is how an acharya is so perfect he engages everything in krishna service even quarrel even so called confrontation even so called rivalry he is not interested in the rivalry he is not interested in the quarrel he is not interested in that debate he is interested in putting forward the message the glorification of the absolute truth in front of the materialistic population that's why bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur said wherever is the most population uh, most density of population there should be our temple why more eyeballs more souls must be contacted that was the only thing and if quarrel is a means to get there why not in fact once <coughs> um <laughs> there was this incident where he asked bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur asked his disciple i we have constructed such a beautiful temple huh? bag bazar kolkata very beautiful temple in marble and everything why not many people are coming why Huh? I want to know. Then one of his uh, disciples, I mean, some of his disciples, they told, you know what happened? Actually, there is a chai shop there, you know, tea shop. Just like coffee shop here, we have in Singapore. Everybody calls a coffee shop, cafeteria. So there is a cafeteria there, opposite the road. So everybody is going that side. They are not coming this side because there is no cafeteria here. Okay, okay, open, open a tea shop now here, right, right in front of the um, uh, temple gate. Open one tea shop there. I want people to come, even to the point of. Tea is an intoxication, right? Against our principles, doesn't matter. Put the tea shop there. Let them come there and let them walk by here, and we will catch them. <laughs> How much he is thinking of helping those people? Oh, tea shop is on the opposite side of the road because the road, you know, to cross the road, you know, is like big deal. Oh, they will go in that side. Okay, put a tea shop here now. They come here. he wants more souls to be contacted that's why prahlad maharaj also said i don't want to be wish i don't wish to be liberated alone i want to take all these fools and rascals who are making elaborate plans for material enjoyment i want to take them all to vaikuntha so a preacher is always thinking devising means and ways how to increase the funnel and bring everybody to the krishna consciousness the krishna consciousness funnel the negative method which seeks to differentiate the truth from non truth in all its forms is even better calculated to convey the directly inconceivable significance of the absolute it is a necessity which cannot be conscientiously avoided by the dedicated preacher of the truth if he wants to be a loyal servant of the god of godhead the method is sure to create an atmosphere of controversy 
in which it is quite easy to lose one's balance of judgment. But the ways of the deluding energy are so intricate that unless their mischievous nature is fully exposed, it is not possible for the soul in the conditioned state to avoid the snares spread by the enchantress. Who is that? Maya. Huh? Unless the mischievous nature, unless the mischievous nature is fully exposed, it is not possible for the soul in the conditioned state to avoid the snares spread by the enchantress for encompassing the ruin of her only two willing victims. The victims are too willing to, you know, uh, take in all the nonsense that is being given by the so-called preachers and so-called gurus and so-called whatever. Mayavadis or whatever it may be. Uh, they are too willing to succumb. See how many millions of followers all these uh, stupid gurus have. It's simply cheating but they have millions of followers on social media and everywhere. They are too willing for their own ruin. So the enchantress, Maya, the you know, is enchanting them and keeping them under illusion. So to remove that, this controversial way of preaching is important. Yes, he said, it's sure to create an atmosphere of controversy. There will be, you know, uh, what is that? Uh, polar opinions, one for, one against, strong opinions. But, you know, that's how Truth can be brought out by removing the curtain of deluding energy. If we just preach about the absolute truth behind the curtains, it is not visible to the outside world. So the curtain must be removed. Automatically everybody will see the beautiful, just like the deity room in the temple. When the curtain is closed, you can come to the temple room, but you cannot see the deities. So I can go on worshipping the Lord inside the curtain, behind closed curtains. But when I open the curtain, Ah, immediately the attention is, everybody's attention will go towards the deity. So the curtain has to be removed. And that is a service in itself. So similarly, the curtain of Maya has to be removed to reveal the absolute truth. And that is the duty of a preacher. Um, he has, he should not neglect this feature of preaching. So, but the ways of the delivering energy are so intricate that unless their mischievous nature is fully exposed, it is not possible for the soul in the conditioned state to avoid the snares spread by the enchantress for encompassing their ruin of her only two willing victims. It is a duty which shall be sacred to all who have been enabled to obtain even a distant glimpse of the Absolute. It is a duty which shall be sacred to all who have been enabled to obtain even a distant glimpse of the Absolute. So even if we are not highly advanced, if we have only a distant glimpse of the Absolute, like what we have, we, don't, we are not self-realized souls like Prabhupada, right? We are just, we are having a distant glimpse of Krishna now. We are just beginning in this process. But we, are, we, will, we also have to preach. We also have to, you know, face these confrontations and even, so it is, he is saying, it is a duty, sacred duty of even the one who has enabled who has been unable to obtain a distant glimpse of the Absolute. It means even the beginner preacher should know this. Even the beginning devotee should consider this as a sacred duty of exposing nonsense in the name of religion, pretentious religion, which Balaram did, the original spiritual master. And we should follow his footsteps. And Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur is exactly like that. So this is Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur in the Harmonist. This was his magazine.
1st june 1927 okay now let me get back to the screen again okay that has become small again okay we'll come back here one must also understand the relative truth to actually know the absolute so that's the thing we have to understand the relative truth which is called maya or material nature is explained here maya has no independent existence one who is less intelligent is captivated by the wonderful activities of maya but he does not understand that behind these activities is the direction of the supreme lord in the bhagavad gita 9.10 it is said mayadhyakshena prakritihi suyate sacharacharam the material nature is working and producing moving and non-moving beings only by the supervision of krishna the real nature of maya the illusory energy of the material manifestation is clearly explained in shrimad bhagavatam the absolute truth is substance and the relative truth depends upon its relationship with the absolute for its existence see the absolute truth is the actual substance and the relative truth depends upon its relationship with the absolute for its existence so this is where the analogies of the um, reflections and the shadows come in maya means energy <clears throat> therefore the relative truth is explained to be the energy of the absolute truth since it is difficult to understand the distinction between the absolute and relative truths an analogy can be given for clarification the absolute truth can be compared to the sun which is appreciated in terms of two relative truths reflection and darkness see that the absolute truth can be compared to the sun which is appreciated in terms of two relative truths reflection and darkness again pointing to the same bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur's quote so he has actually brought this from this verse definitely this must have been the inspiration of that quote of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur the absolute truth is can be compared to the sun so the sun can be appreciated in terms of two relative truths reflection and darkness darkness is the absence of sunshine and reflection is a projection of sunlight into darkness right that's a reflection uh, <clears throat> it's not the means the reflection means we are not in direct contact with the source of light but it is a projection of the absolute truth into the darkness that is a reflection so the reflection the sun in the reflection is also very bright you know but it's not that the actual mirror is bright no the brightness is there but it appears to come from here but actually it's from there i am in the shadows but i am achieving this reflection you see and darkness and darkness is the absence of sunshine and reflection is a projection of sunlight into darkness neither darkness nor reflection has an independent existence darkness comes when the sunshine is blocked for example if one stands facing the sun his back will be in darkness since darkness stands in the absence of the sun it is therefore relative to to the sun the spiritual world is compared to the real sunshine and the material world is compared to the, to the dark regions where the sun is not visible so in that way because the reflection and darkness are both relative to the absolute truth they are sometimes 
both translated um, i mean both of them are given as translations for the word abhasa which is uh, um what is that uh, indirect perception of reality the indirect perception of reality comes in two ways reflection and darkness right so that's why sometimes they're used as uh, interchangeable <coughs> what is that <coughs> uh words so translations of the word abhas now when the material manifestation okay before we go further from our darkness from our, from this um, as as the vedas say tamasoma jyotirgamaya so don't remain in darkness go to light how to go to light first we must catch hold of the concept of light from our position now that we are in there is darkness so the concept of light can be understood by these two relative truths about the absolute truth that is reflection and darkness so by reflection because we are seeing the reflections of so whatever beauty actually that will be explained here yeah okay let us actually read this you see when the material manifestation appears very wonderful this is due to a perverted reflection of the supreme sunshine the absolute truth as confirmed in the vedanta sutra sometimes nature you know nature is very beautiful right in some many people you know we all feel the world is very beautiful but why is that so if you observe a, a beautiful scenery it appears very beautiful but such beauty what is it composed of it is composed of trees birds animals which are what living entities in very very downtrodden modes of ignorance right they are actually not in the mode of goodness but a forest is considered to be in the mode of goodness but all of the surroundings in the forest are in the mode of ignorance the trees are in the mode of ignorance the animals everything is mode of ignorance so why is it goodness then why why is it appear why does it appear beautiful <clears throat> because it is a reflection of the supreme absolute truth uh, prabhupada said very nicely although the whole scenery is made up of all mode of ignorance things but it appears beautiful because it is touched by krishna krishna created so krishna crea- can create ignorance as the most beautiful thing because there is a touch of the absolute truth here and therefore even the most ignorant beings together appears very very beautiful scenery and why is in the mode of goodness because with animals we cannot really communicate so there is no chance of associating with the animals of course we can still see two animals mating and still fall down they are like what happened with sabharimuni he went underwater to do his tapasya so that no association no nothing what happened he saw two fish having sex and he got so agitated that he came out of the water marries how many i thought it was 27 but somebody showed me 60 60 princesses hmm. that many you know you could not control of course that is also there so but um, therefore one should not associate with the animals which bharat maharaj did and he fell down so one has to stay away from all people and cultivate his uh, single pointed concentration on krishna paramatma so anyway the point is one second just give me a second okay so
So, the point here is when the material manifestation appears very wonderful, this is due to the a perverted reflection of the supreme sunshine. The reflection of the sun in the water is beautiful, right? Why? Because the sun is beautiful. So, similarly, the material manifestation is beautiful because the creator of this is beautiful. Uh, it's a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. So, whatever we find here is also in there in the spiritual world. But there, it's in, it's there in its full glory, whereas here, it's distorted, perverted. Um, whatever one can see here has its substance in the Absolute. As darkness is situated far away from the sun, so the material world is also far away from the spiritual world. And that's why it is considered as darkness or shadow. The Vedic literature directs us not to be captivated by the dark regions, Tamaha, but to um, try to reach the shining regions of the Absolute, Yogi Dhamma. I don't know if this is Yogi Dhamma. I think it's Jyoti Dhamma. Because Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya. Maybe it was translated wrongly. Even, I mean, Yogi Dhamma, well, Bhakti Yogi, he reaches the Supreme Abode. Anyway. The spiritual world is brightly illuminated, but the material world is wrapped in darkness. In the material world, sunshine, moonshine or different kinds of artificial light are required to dispel darkness, especially at night, for by nature the material world is dark. So This has always puzzled me when I heard Prabhupada saying that light is the basis, light is first and darkness is secondary to light. Darkness depends on light and not that light depends on darkness. So when he said this, in the beginning, I always was wondering, how come? Because I always thought, even before this, I was thinking about light and darkness. Because Einstein's theory of relativity, which I was studying, um, has talked so much about light. So I was always thinking light and darkness so much. And darkness is the default. And when there is a light, then we can actually see it. So just like if there is no sun and everything is all dark, that is it by default. When there is a light, ah oh yes, there is light. In a room, everything is dark. So when you switch on the light, then yes. So if you don't do anything, it's by default dark. So I was always thinking, darkness is first, right? And then we need some effort to put in light into the situation. So how come Prabhupada is saying that light is first, but darkness is secondary? Then it became more and more clear, as I read Prabhupada's books, that actually it's true that Krishna always exists. And from him, the Brahma Jyoti always exists. It's not like switch on and switch off of light. No, it's always there. It's on. The Brahma Jyoti switch is always on. Okay. So light is is the default. And why do we think that the darkness is default here? Because it is enveloped. So in a contained contained space where there is no light allowed, then darkness becomes default there. Hmm. But that's because the light was covered. So again, the light is the actual origin, but the darkness happened because the, the light was covered somehow. Uh, just like Prabhupada explained, the cloud blocks our vision of the sun. But if you rise above the cloud, the sun is always there. So somehow our vision is blocked. The darkness has enveloped. And therefore now we, you know, uh, we feel dark. So similarly, the darkness ca is caused by an interference of something between us and the light 
and that is maya so that is is the secondary thing it says sunlight is the, always there but the cloud only comes sometimes so the cloud is secondary which causes darkness right so like that is material world is like a cloud and which is secondary and the light is the primary and the cloud temporarily blocks the light just like a curtain so <clears throat> then i understood okay how light is actually the primary and darkness is not the default light is the default light is the default darkness is the fault <laughs> yeah so we have to come out from the darkness to go to light um in the material world sunshine moonshine or different kinds of artificial light are required to dispel darkness especially at night for by nature the material world is dark therefore the supreme lord has arranged for the sunshine and moonshine but in his abode as described in the bhagavad gita 15.6 there is no need of need and uh, there's no necessity for lighting by sunshine moonshine or electricity because everything is self effulgent that which is relative uh, you know the verse right um what is that na shashanko na pavakah na tad bhasayate suryo na shashanko na pavakah yad gatvan anivartante tad dhama paramam mama that which is relative temporary and far away from the absolute truth is called maya or ignorance this illusion is exhibited in two ways as explained in the bhagavad gita the inferior illusion the inferior illusion is inert matter and the superior illusion is the living entity you see that which is relative temporary and far away from the absolute truth is called maya or ignorance this illusion is exhibited in two ways the inferior illusion is inert matter and superior illusion is the living entity the living entities are called illusory in this context only because they are implicated in the illusory structures and activities of the material world structure is the body the body has a structure right it has a skeleton it has a whole structure so we are imprisoned within this cage of the body so the living entities are called illusory in this context only because they are implicated in the illusory structures and activities of the material world actually the living entities are not illusory for they are parts of the superior energy of the supreme lord and do not have to be covered by maya if they do not want to be so so we can actually come out of maya if we really want to come out nothing can stop that's why apratihata if we really want to come out of maya we can any situation no matter what now we cannot say that, oh because of this i cannot no actually we can in any circumstance the actions of the living entities in the spiritual kingdom are not illusory they are act, they are the actual eternal activities of liberated souls so try to understand that the function of the guru is to tell all these things to tell to give us the information about the spiritual uh, world along with the super, um, the supreme lord ourselves and our relationship and the spiritual abode everything and to distinguish it right ishopanishad says what i think 13 right no ishopanishad 13 i think hmm anya devaho sambhavad anya daho rasambhavat iti shushrumadhiranam yenas tadvichachakshire it is said that one result is obtained by worshiping the supreme cause of all causes and that another result is obtained by worshiping what is not supreme all this is heard from the undisturbed authorities who clearly explained it and in the verse 10 
अन्यदेवाहुर्विद्यया अन्यदाहुरविद्यया इति शुश्रुमधीराणां येनस्तद्विचक्षिरे the wise have explained that one result is achieved from the culture of knowledge and that a different result is obtained from the culture of nations how did they come to the hum, come to this conclusion by studying the nature of both you see next verse vidyam cha vidyam cha yastad vedo bhayam saha avidyaya mrityum tirtva vidyaya mrtum ashnutem only one who has sorry only one who can learn the process of nations and that of transcendental knowledge side by side can transcend the influence of repeated birth and death and enjoy the full blessings of immortality so the guru he gives us both knowledge side by side and shows us which is the supreme wow we are at 10 pm even today we are not able to com- complete what is this let's see wow this is also long <laughs> i am so bad at controlling myself from speaking succinctly anyway let's try some more um adilila 1.55 yatha mahanti bhutani bhuteshu uchchavacheshvanu प्रविष्टान्य प्रविष्टानि तथातेशु नतेश्वहम् as the material elements enter the bodies of all living beings and yet remain outside them all i exist within all material creations and yet am not within them so in other words a, div- a real guru he does not preach impersonal philosophy or oh, everything yathama tathapat and whatever you worship it doesn't matter is the devotion that matters chinmananda said that ha huh? chinmananda swami he said it, it does not matter whom you worship it is a devotion that matters no that's wrong i exist within all material creations and yet i'm not within them so you won't get the same result by worshiping anything and everything no so a guru tells like that so if a guru tells something else that means he's not a guru he's a rascal so that's why this function of guru the guru tattva is important this this these verses are important because of this because we must know what a guru should speak by these verses we can then test any other person we meet if they project themselves as guru or somebody else says that this person is a guru let us see let us test what these six verses said and then what he is saying is it the same or not matching or not if it if it did not match immediately reject immediately so as the material elements enter the bodies of all living beings and yet remain outside them all i exist within all material creations and yet am not within them the gross material elements earth water fire air and ether combine with the subtle material elements mind intelligence and false ego to construct the bodies of the of this material world and yet they are beyond these bodies as well they exist everywhere any material construction is nothing but an amalgamation or combination of material elements in varied proportions these elements exist both within and beyond the body for example although the sky exists in space it also enters within the body similarly the supreme lord who is the cause of the material energy lives within the material world as well as beyond it without his presence within the material world the cosmic body could not develop just as without the presence of the spirit soul within the a spirit within the physical body the body could not develop 
the entire material manifestation develops and exists because the supreme personality of godhead enters it as paramatma or the super soul the personality of godhead in his all pervading feature of paramatma enters every living entity from the biggest to the most minute his existence can be realized by one who has the single qualification of submissiveness and who thereby becomes a surrendered soul even the bible said the meek and humble inherit the kingdom of god so the meekness and humility is the single qualification that enables our realization of the absolute truth <clears throat> not anything else so even with the vast knowledge one may get by reading all these books he has to become humble if he doesn't become humble then you'll fall down right vidya vinaya sampanne with vidya comes vinaya or vinamrata or humility or gentleness if it does not bring about gentleness then that is not vidya that is avidya in the name of vidya and that's what is happening in today's education system they so called teach vidya but actually it's in um, it's avidya in the name of vidya and therefore they are not getting vinamrata or gentleness or humility the character is not developing there why because of is avidya it's not vidya real vidya will bring about humility and gentleness so his existence can be realized by one who has a single qualification of submissiveness and who thereby becomes a surrendered soul the development of submissiveness is the cause of proportionate spiritual realization by which one can ultimately meet the supreme lord in person as a man meets another man face to face you see he becomes an inheritor of the kingdom of god meek and humble inherit the kingdom of god right <clears throat> because of his development of transcendental attachment for the supreme lord a surrendered soul feels the presence of his beloved everywhere and all his senses are engaged in the loving service of the lord his eyes are engaged in seeing the beautiful couple sri radha and krishna uh, sitting on a decorated throne beneath a desire tree in the transcendental land of vrindavan divyat vrindaranya ಕಲ್ಪದ್ರಮಾಧ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ರತ್ನಾಗಾರಸಿಂಹಾಸನಸ್ಥೌ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ರಾಧಾಶ್ರೀಲಗೋವಿಂದೇವ ಪ್ರೇಷ್ಠಾಲೀಭಿಸ್ಸೇವ್ಯಮಾನೌ ಸ್ಮರಾಮಿ ಗೋವಿಂದದೇವ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ಆದಿ ಒನ್ ಡಾಟ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಸೊ ಹೀಸ್ ಐಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎಂಗೇಜ್ ಇನ್ ಸೀಯಿಂಗ್ ದ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಕಪಲ್ ಹೀಸ್ ನೋಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಗೇಜ್ ಇನ್ ಸ್ಮೆಲಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುಲ್ ಅರೋಮಾ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲೋಟಸ್ ಫೀಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಸಿಮಿಲರ್ಲಿ ಹೀಸ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎಂಗೇಜ್ ಇನ್ ಹಿಯರಿಂಗ್ ಮೆಸೇಜಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ವೈಕುಂಠ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ಎಂಬ್ರೇಸ್ ದ ಲೋಟಸ್ ಫೀಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟ್ಸ್ thus the lord is manifested to a pure devotee from within and without this is one of the mysteries of the devotional relationship in which a devotee and the lord are bound by a tie of spontaneous love to achieve this love should be the goal of life for every living being since we are reading about guru tatva so guru will lead us to achieve this love of godhead which is the goal of life for every living being etavadeva jignasyam ತತ್ವಜಿಜ್ಞಾಸುನಾತ್ಮನ ಅನ್ವಯವ್ಯತಿರೇಕಾಭ್ಯಾಂ ಯತ್ಸ್ಯಾತ್ಸರ್ವತ್ರಸರ್ವದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ಅ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಮಸ್ಟ್ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಡೈರೆಕ್ಟ್ಲಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ಡೈರೆಕ
to know the all pervading truth you should inquire about it directly and indirectly for example shri prabhupad presented life comes from life or the cosmic planetary system the vedic planetary system so these are material subjects planets and all why are we even interested no we are not interested in them by giving them the vedic science oh then we are attracting those who are actually interested in science they are presented with real science and actually real science is to understand krishna but people are not interested in krishna people are interested in some planets or some you know life or anything else so many things so the devotee goes there to their um to their uh, what understanding level and brings them up to transcendental knowledge you are interested in planetary systems physics astronomy all right we will present what is presented in our shastras in that way when they see when they appreciate oh then they start to appreciate the vedas they start to appreciate the scriptures and in that way they will read more scriptures and then they will understand oh the source of all this is krishna and in that way they are uh, this is called indirect method but nowadays some iskon devotees are doing indirect preaching by doing motivational stuff that is not that is nothing to do with nothing to do with uh, krishna consciousness it's not even indirect preaching it's not even preaching in fact he is being preached to by maya and he is a tool these kind of so called preachers are the tool of maya to keep the people in maya they are not elevating them in any way hmm. this is rubbish so we have to know how to do indirect preaching from the acharyas like prabhupada how he presented life comes from life indirect preaching means using something as a bait using some topic as a bait but preaching directly krishna consciousness and how krishna consciousness answers this point very relevantly and therefore the person will get interested in krishna consciousness so we have to present krishna consciousness using that topic as a bait that is indirect preaching it's not that you preach something else huh huh completely different from the vedas no that's not indirect preaching that's not preaching even so we have to know what is direct and indirect preaching um <clears throat> so those who are serious about the knowledge of the transcendental world uh which is far beyond the material cosmic creation must approach a bona fide spiritual master to learn the science both directly and indirectly one must learn both the means of approach sorry one must learn both the means to approach the desired destination and the hindrances to such progress is not only a bait when we are attacking these so called materialistic philosophies or philosophers people are interested in that yes it's a bait they will be interested in hearing about the absolute truth but in that explanation of the absolute truth it has to be distinctly it has to be distinctly made clear from the misconception that people usually usually have and separate it from that and then present the real thing hmm. so that is how indirect preaching is done hmm. one must learn both the means to approach the desired destination and the hindrances to such progress the spiritual master knows how to regulate the habits of a neophyte disciple and therefore a serious student must learn the science in all its aspects from him there are different grades and standards of prosperity hmm the standard of comfort or ha- uh, sorry the standard of comfort and happiness conceived 
by a common man engaged in material labor is the lowest grade of happiness why why suddenly the topic switched to the standards of prosperity why are we talking about prosperity it is all <laughs> okay you see directly and indirectly so what is real prosperity is distinguished from the material prosperity so we have to understand in the vidya and avidya right so everything so okay let's read on it will get more clear there are different grades and standards of prosperity the standard of comfort and happiness conceived by a common man engaged in material labor is the lowest grade of happiness for it is in relationship with the body the highest standard of such bodily comfort is achieved by a fruitive worker who by pious activities reaches the plane of heaven or the kingdom of the creative gods with their delegated powers so the highest prosperity one can achieve with being a karmi by being a karmi is to go to the heavenly planets you can get some paltry benefits in this world by becoming maybe getting a bigger business or you know becoming a little more successful in monetary gains or something like that or gaining some influence in this world but even more the best the highest thing you can achieve with karmakanda process fruitive activity is heavenly kingdom heavenly life but the conception of comfortable life in heaven is insignificant in comparison to the happiness enjoyed in the impersonal brahman see this is a higher standard of prosperity or happiness more than the heavenly kingdom is the impersonal understanding far more higher and this brahmananda the spiritual bliss derived from impersonal brahman is like the water in a in the hoof print of a calf compared to the ocean of love of god had the best prosperity when one develops pure love for the lord he derives an ocean of transcendental happiness from the association of the personality of godhead to qualify oneself to reach this stage of life is the highest perfection <clears throat> one should try to purchase a ticket to go back home back to godhead we're talking about a ticket back to godhead this is the function of the guru he he gives us a ticket we have to purchase it though the price of such a ticket is one's intense desire for it which is not easily awakened even if one continuously performs pious activities for thousands of lives intense desire is not easily awakened even if we commit pious activities for thousands of lives all mundane relationships are due to be sorry are sure to be broken in the course of time but once one establishes a relationship with a particular sorry with the personality of godhead in a particular rasa it is never to be broken even after the annihilation of the material world now where is this idea of this price of ticket being the intense greed coming from is the verse right you all know ah bhakti him ah what is it no what is the starting line this one madhya 8.17 krishna bhakti rasabhavitam matih kriyatam yadi kutopi labhyate tatra laulyam api mulyam ekalam janma koti sukritena labhyate pure devotional service in krishna consciousness cannot be had even by pious activities in hundreds and thousands of lives it can be attained only by paying one price that is intense greed to obtain it if it is available somewhere one must purchase it without delay
so intense greed that is a ticket so you must be greedy for that greedy for krishna mm. all mundane relationships are sure to be broken but relationship with krishna will never be broken even after the annihilation of the material world one should understand through the transparent medium of the spiritual master that the supreme lord exists everywhere in his transcendental spiritual nature and that the living entities relationships with the lord are directly and indirectly existing everywhere even in this material world in the spiritual world there are five kinds of relationships with the supreme lord shanta dasya sakya vatsalya and madhurya the perverted reflections of these rasas are found in the material world land home furniture and other inert material objects are related in shanta or the neutral and silent sense whereas servants work in the dasya relationship the reciprocation between friends is called sakya the affection of a parent for a child is is known as vatsalya and the affairs of conjugal love constitute madhurya these five relationships in the material world are distorted reflections of the original pure sentiments which should be understood and perfected in relationship with the supreme personality of godhead under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master in the material world the perverted rasas bring frustration if these rasas are reestablished with lord krishna the result is eternal blissful life see this is called directly and indirectly understanding so we have to understand that everything here is indirectly a manifestation of this um spiritual world so even the relationships that are found in this world or the prosperities that is found in this world is a reflection of the real prosperity in the spiritual world so by seeing that's why as europa goswami has said so, sorry vishnu puran has says um let's look at this this is called seeing the absolute through the relative you see this vishnu puran 1.20.9 you see this yuvatinam yatha yuni yunam cha yuvatau yatha manobhiramate tadvan ಮನೋಮೇರಮತ wants to see the original of it you see uh this relationship with boys and girls have naturally i want to have such natural aff- affection and attraction for you krishna so this is called juxtapositioning indirect over the direct so we trying to realize the direct the absolute truth through the relative truths you see um we have to understand that they are just reflections of the real relationship with krishna so this is what it means directly and indirectly right from this and the preceding three verses of the chaitanya charitamrita which have been selected from shrimad bhagavatam the missionary activities of lord chaitanya can be understood shrimad bhagavatam has 18000 verses which are summarized in the four verses beginning from aham eva sameva gre which is 53rd verse of this chapter and concluding with yat syat sarvatra sarvada 56 which is this verse in the first of these verses 53 the transcendental nature of lord krishna the supreme personality of godhead is explained 
The second verse 54 further explains that the Lord is detached from the workings of the material energy Maya. The living entities, although parts and parcels of Lord Krishna are prone to be controlled by the external energy, therefore, although they are spiritual in the although they are spiritual in the material world, they are encased in bodies of material energy. The eternal relationship of the living entities with the Supreme Lord is explained in that verse. The next verse 55 instructs us that the Supreme Personality of Godhead by His inconceivable energies is simultaneously one with and different from the living entities and the material energy. This knowledge is, no, is called Achintya Bheda Bheda Tattva. When an individual living entity surrenders to the Supreme Lord Krishna, he can then develop transcendent, natural transcendental love for Him. This surrendering process should be, in the should be the primary concern of a human being. In the next verse 56, it is said that a conditioned soul must ultimately approach a bona fide spiritual master and try to understand perfectly the material and spiritual worlds and his own existential position. Here the words Anvaya Vyatigare Kabhyam directly and indirectly suggest that one must learn the process of devotional service in its two aspects. One must directly execute the process of devotional service and indirectly avoid the impediments to progress. So this all is presented by the spiritual master. We have only completed one more aspect of the four. And we are already at three hours. So... We still have more to go, right? But we don't have time. So the next few verses we will do on Saturday. Okay. Still Guru Tattva. The last few verses on Guru Tattva. I think that should not be very long. Because they are quite short actually. From here, it becomes shorter. The next part of it, of Guru Tattva. So Saturday we will have a probably shorter class. Because it also is important for me. Because I have so much other services for Janmashtami, so a shorter class will be. In fact, there is not much left. I mean, there is some left, but it will at least take 45 minutes maybe. So I don't want to do it today, 45 minutes to an hour. So, offering shelter. What does it mean to offer shelter? That is actually coming in the other part, which we will look, for, look at on Saturday. So now we will go through the questions. There are a lot of questions here. Um, Gergili Sabados is asking um, wait a second no no uh, where are we let me see yeah can you break down the word tapasya well I think I already explained in the class just now I mean the uh, well, not very elaborately, but tapasya means voluntarily taking some inconveniences for progress in spiritual life, like ekadasi fasting we do. Nobody likes to fast, but we do that so that we can increase our spiritual life. Eventually, that has to be our norm, tapasya. We have to, now we, like for example, ekadasi, we, we reduce our eating and you know our other material demands and increase our service. So similarly, that why only on ekadasi so if one is more advanced one will think why only on ekadasi i should um, reduce my material activity and increase my spiritual activity why not every day why not every moment 24 hours being krishna conscious so that is the ultimate aim so that comes with progressive realization but in the beginning we have to take some austerity to get used to that way of life you know try to understand the importance of austerity 
<clears throat> tapasya means to get us from the platform of sense gratification to the platform of pure krishna consciousness it is of no use if we remain in the platform of sense gratification it is also of no use when we have actually achieved already the goal that is krishna consciousness when we have completely achieved the love for krishna there is no need of tapasya because there is no more inconvenience nothing is inconvenient when one has achieved krishna's love and if one is not looking for that aim there is no point in executing tapasya that's why there is a verse um what is that antar bahir yadi haris tapasa tata kim आराधितो यदि नाराधितो यदि इफ वन इज वर्शिपिंग लॉर्ड हरी वट इज यूज ऑफ सिवियर पेरेंसेस एंड इफ वन इज नॉट वर्शिपिंग लॉर्ड हरी वट इज यूज ऑफ सिवियर पेरेंसेस इफ वन कैन अंडरस्टैंड लॉर्ड हरी इज ऑल प्रोवेडिंग इफ वन कैन अंडरस्टैंड लॉर्ड हरी इज ऑल प्रोवेडिंग वट इज यूज ऑफ सिवियर पेरेंसेस and if one cannot understand that lord hari is all pervading what is the use of severe penances so what is the use of severe penances <laughs> the use is that must we must rise from the platform of no aradhita to aradhita to no antarbahir vision to antarbahir vision to progress from this stage to that stage from point a to point b if we remain at point a and you know doing tapasya useless if we have already reached point b it is no use We've already achieved the goal of tapasya. So the whole point is from point A to point B. So what is point A? What is point B? A is the material world. B is the spiritual world. So, or A is sense gratification and B is love of Godhead. To get from sense gratification to love of Godhead, tapasya tapasya is important. So that is tapasya. Um, next. gargali sabados again i have no taste just karma how do i gain even a fragment of attraction to start meditating on just chant hare krishna you already have attraction you are saying that you don't have taste if you don't have taste you will not be on this live stream hmm uh, so that is already taste so it is yes it is a beginning but that is also taste otherwise vasudeva katha ruchi okay let's see let's see how to get attain that taste 1 2 16 of shrimad bhagavatam shushrosho shraddhanasya vasudeva katha ruchih taste ruchih means taste syan mahatsevaya vipraha punya tirthan nishevanat o twice born sages by serving those devotees who are completely freed from all vice great service is done by serving the devotees great service is done by such service one gains affinity or taste for hearing the messages of vasudeva so by serving the devotees then we will get the taste so we should always engage in service so we should be eager what service can i do no i am not near any devotees what service can i do yeah still there is service now everything is work from home right social distancing and you know remote working so we can also work remotely <laughs> there is so much remote work 
so if you want you know we can engage you can contact you know since you are in hungary you can contact somagiri prabhu huh? so that way you can you know engage in some sort of service through the internet and now you are um, hearing these classes this is also service and then you can share these classes with others on social media there is also service huh? you can translate our news into hungarian and spread this to other devotees in his corner so so and so forth uh, in this way or our lectures to them or anything our you know anything like this there is so much service so if you can contact the devotees and they will give you service once you do more and more service then we'll get the taste for krishna consciousness more and more hmm. like that story you know when gargamuni wanted to bow down to did not want to bow down to prabhupad you know at that time he was not initiated or anything he was just a hippie and um he told because his brother brahmananda he was already more of a devotee and gargamuni was still on the fence whether to become devotee or not you know so everybody was bowing down you know so he thought oh then he thought oh, no i, I don't want to do this westerners no they are not used to bowing down at all they never saw this before so um he was like weird wow what is this i don't want to do all this so um, then um, he said to prabhupad he asked see everybody is bowing down but i want to feel like i want to bow down before i can actually bow down so i want to f- i want to have that feeling <clears throat> that which forces me to bow down that means i must be you know um inspired by this by inspired by you to an extent uh, i must get that affection and inspiration which will eventually cause me to bow down so i want to feel that so prabhupada said you bow down and you will feel it <laughs> so once we remove our conditions we think our condition must be met first then i will yes i will surrender no 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 krishna wants his condition first you surrender then you will get what you want so vasudeva katharuchi to get the taste we want the taste so we have to serve the devotees then we will get the taste but you already have the taste now you are already hearing that means you already have the taste that's good that's good sign just we must we must cultivate that more and more you must make it more and more concentrated intense next question by bhakta virendra devotees want to see krishna while the above verse says oh gopi don't see krishna standing on the banks of yamuna yeah so it's a reverse psychology reverse psychology means don't see that boy krishna if you want your material friends in other words if you want krishna then forget your material friends that's the real import so it's reverse reverse psychology um next question by gargali sabados um why couldn't the world adi 1.50 so does it in any way relate to esoteric oh anyway why 1.50 what was that actually
Vaikuntha world. Esoteric. No, it's just this. I think I, I think I already explained. The way to contact Vaikuntha world is by devotional service. So, if the material scientists somehow or other in time, they meet the spiritual scientists who are the devotees, um, then they will learn the real science. And then they will be able to contact the Vaikuntha world with the, which, the, which the spiritual scientists, the devotees, are already doing it by chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So, that is that. Next question. In Bhagavad Gita 4.34, why did Srila Prabhupada translate Upadekshanti as they will initiate as opposed to they will instruct? So, Upadekshanti means to instruct. But why is he asking why initiate? So, initiating spiritual master, instructing spiritual master. But then again, initiation means to give. Uh, what is that? Diksha? Divyam Jnanam Yatodadhyat. Uh, Kuriyat Papasya Sankshayam. So, initiation and instruction are not two isolated isolated silos. So, in the initiation starts with instruction. And then we, when we become, um, what is that, um, recipients, favorable recipients of such instruction, then it will have effect on us. So, that is initiation. So, initiation means instruction also. Uh, first, instruction about the knowledge of our sambandha and then instruction about our abhideya how to engage in devotional service and then eventually we will get prayojana love of godhead so instruct and initiate there is no difference divyam jnanam yato dadyat divyam jnanam yato dadyat kuryat papasya sankshayam tasmat dikshet sa prokta deshikai tattva kovidai bhakti sandarbha jiva goswami next question uh, ayappa why we can't realize paramatma within ourselves or anyway is there, Uttam Adhikaris can realize them, I see. You can see? How do you see? <laughs> Why can't we realize Paramatma? Because as we said, we have all this, so much materialism, we have sense gratification. Even in the name of spiritual life, we still addicted to sense gratification. Like for example, um, a devotee may think, Oh, I want to be a devotee. I want to have a devotee wife. I want to have a devotee family. And, you know, I want to, have, I want to be in a family, grahastha like that. So, what is that? So, in the name of devotion, he wants to enjoy his senses. It's not that I want to. It's about, if I cannot control, okay, I have to go through it. But our main aim, whether in Brahmacharya or grahastha or Vanaprasa or Sanyas, is Krishna consciousness. But sometimes we put the facade of Krishna consciousness and have sense gratification as our aim of life then we can't progress. So we have to have Krishna consciousness as the aim of life. And we should always try to stray away from sense gratification. But if somehow or other we cannot control, yes, okay, then the concession comes. Okay, marriage, all these things. It's not that I want to become a grihastha devotee. My aim is to become a grihastha devotee. What is that? So, you know, these kind of things, many things are like this. Um, so we have to be careful of all these things. These are pitfalls. These are called weeds. Um, we have to carefully avoid them. So all these things, all this cleansing has to happen. Once we have become cleansed, then yes. Then we become, then we can see Paramatma without without any problem. That is, that is the meaning of Uttama Adhikari. Na? Uttama Adhikari means he is on the platform of zero sense gratification. Na kama karma bijana. You know? Let's take the definition of us. Uttama Adhikari. Nakama Karma Bijanam. What is it? Um, 
సంభవం యస్ చేతసి సంభవం వాసుదేవైక నిలయ సవై భాగవతోత్తమ వన్ హూ హెస్ టేకన్ ఎక్స్క్లూజివ్ షెల్టర్ ఆఫ్ ద సుప్రీం లా బై ద వే దిస్ ఇస్ ఫ్రమ్ శ్రీమద్భాగవతం ఇలెవెన్ డాట్ టూ డాట్ ఫిఫ్టీ వన్ హూ హెస్ టేకన్ ఎక్స్క్లూజివ్ షెల్టర్ ఆఫ్ ద సుప్రీం లాడ్ వాసుదేవ్ బికమ్స్ ఫ్రీ ఫ్రమ్ ఫ్రూటివ్ యాక్టివిటీస్ విచ్ ఆర్ బేస్డ్ ఆన్ మెటీరియల్ లాస్ట్ ఇన్ఫ్యాక్ట్ వన్ హూ హెస్ టేకన్ షెల్టర్ ఆఫ్ ద లోడ్ స్ఫీర్ ఆఫ్ ద లాడ్ ఇస్ ఫ్రీడ్ ఫ్రమ్ ఈవెన్ ద డిజైర్ టు ఎంజాయ్ మెటీరియల్ సెన్స్ గ్రాటిఫికేషన్ ప్లాన్స్ ఫర్ ఎంజాయింగ్ సెక్స్ లైఫ్ సోషల్ ప్రెస్టీజ్ అండ్ మనీ కెనాట్ డెవలప్ విత్ ఇన్ హిస్ మైండ్ దస్ హీస్ కన్సిడర్డ్ భాగవత ఉత్తమ a pure devotee of the lord on the highest platform once we are free from all this anarthas then yes you can also see parmatma oh gargali sabado says esoteric is a term like the word hindu it's for a general denotion used in hungary for anything that seems to relate to spirituality okay basically it's a hodgepodge of spiritual rough material but abstract fine material and spiritual insight given all can be used in this broad term what i'm asking so basically it's speculation in other words it's speculation what i'm trying to ask is there anything do you know of resembling any connection to outside the material bubble other than straight up krishna consciousness does anyone get any special help without full consciousness of it and knowledge of its close and important aspects other than the vedically known to us are any other tries do goods small good or are they just rascals okay i now understand what you're talking about so <clears throat> those motivational speakers or you know some this kind of are they doing any maybe a, a small good they're doing right or are they just rascals so there is no good without devotional service where is the good where is the good there is no good so the good is only the good happens with devotional service so everything else is 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 not is nowhere connected with devotional service is independent of these things especially <clears throat> so we don't mind motivational speakers of course they are talking nonsense but especially when it comes from a person who does not know the aim of life who thinks material gain is the aim of life and when he speaks motivational speeches it is understandable because he himself is in ignorance he doesn't know <clears throat> but these people devotees so called motivational speakers they're even worse than the material world motivational speakers because they know and still they hide the truth when we say indirect preaching like shri prabhupad like shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur confrontational we don't have to you know rub shoulders with the you know um so called materialists we have to show it and show it point blank where it is wrong and in that controversial method show the direct truth krishna consciousness not that we we play it down or we soften it a little bit no there is no softening it is just that because their attention is somewhere else bring our attention to krishna because aham aham sarvasya prabhavo he is the origin of everything so whatever they are focusing on even if it is material krishna is the origin so a devotee he sees everything like that prabhava pralayas uh, everything is connected with krishna aham sarvasya prabhavo so even though the person is interested in that particular whatever it is material thing he will trace it back to krishna and map that path for that particular person who is interested in that particular thing 
he will map the path for him back to krishna again by explaining it by explaining the, his subject of interest in relation with krishna consciousness or bringing krishna consciousness to the attention of that person by first talking about the subject he is interested in to do this one must be a very expert one must be very expert in this presentation because un- uh, otherwise one will just unnecessarily go into their lingo their way of thinking and talking and basically he is adopting their ways and that means we are getting preached to by them we should not even slightly compromise on the truth present it as it is at the same time address their point of interest and present the vedic perspective krishna's perspective on it and present how it is how krishna consciousness is actually relevant in answering this question or this particular topic which usually people are interested in and just speculating upon and never coming to a conclusion we do have a conclusion and we are going to prove your so called theories wrong by our spiritual uh, vedic knowledge and there establish thereby establish the vedic knowledge as supreme and that is proper um, preaching by by method of opposition as presented by bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur so anything other than that as prabhupad said i am criticizing everything that falls short of complete surrender to krishna of anything i am criticizing anything and everything that falls short of complete surrender to krishna so anything other than complete surrender to krishna should be criticized why because that is not good for them criticizing means what if somebody is taking something as a medicine but actually it is poison by enlightening him that hey this is poison this is the ill effects of this is this 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 is what will happen you see this is so this is criticism of the product but it is actually to educate the person who is taking that product so that he will be saved so similarly we are criticizing these things because people are taking these things not by mouth but by ear by understanding they taking these things and to criticize that means to save that person who will otherwise take poison in the name of medicine so in this way we have to present and we have to actually not just tell him that oh this is poison this is not medicine don't take it no that's not sufficient we have to give the actual medicine this is the medicine krishna consciousness so this is preaching um next question by vijay sharma prabhu is there darkness in the spiritual world <laughs> by nature no but krishna can always do it right so there is ashtakaliya leela the ashta prahara there is no time in the spiritual world right there is no night there is no day everything is so bright but still there is ashtakaliya leela which ashtakaliya means ashta prahara 24 hours are divided into ashta prahara one prahara is 3 hours so in each different prahara different kinds of pastimes are performed by radha and krishna and there is a big grand arrangement for this ashtakaliya leela in the spiritual world now when the lord wants to enjoy night pastimes or evening pastimes or dawn pastimes whatever it is um they are done how come well the lord can do anything right so is there darkness in the spiritual world not the way darkness is in the in the material world just like is there time in the spiritual world yes 
but not the way time is in the material world there whenever they want dawn past times it will happen whenever they want night past times it will happen whenever they want afternoon it will happen so it's the time is not controlling anything there it is under complete control of krishna of course here also complete control of krishna but we are forced but there there is no force of time there is no force of darkness or, or ignorance uh, so it is completely fully illuminated at the same time if they want this astrakaliya it will happen so the lord can do anything hmm. like you see when the lord was there in the you know it is very romantic scene right when there is a full moon night and then the the yamuna river and then the breeze blowing nicely cool air and then the the beautiful you know the what is that gardens around the banks of the yamuna being you know massaged by the wind and then it brings about a very romantic and the, it carrying forward the sweet flavor of the uh, you know fragrant flowers and you know is all very beautiful sight isn't it so how can that sight be missing in the spiritual world <laughs> if it is there here it is a reflection of the spiritual world so there is such a scene and moonlight moon when it happens it's in the darkness usually usually right so it must be there but in a way which we cannot conceive it is full of effulgence and still this thing happens so that's how inconceivable things are arranged in the spiritual world in complete harmony with krishna whereas here it's duality either one or the other either light or darkness either night or day there day and night can happen at the same time just like krishna when he was in dwarka at different palaces there was sometimes day there was sometimes afternoon sometimes night narada was confused are what is this going on same dwarka geographically positioned is the same point on earth but some palaces were having day some palaces having night some palaces you know different different things krishna was doing so in this way if he can manifest even in this material world how much more in you know in the spiritual world this is what he gave us is a trailer of the movie in the material world whatever he did here is a trailer of the real movie in the in the spiritual world if this trailer is already so wonderful movie just imagine of course is an exact replica just that we know only a little bit of it the depths of the leela are unknown to us so <clears throat> we have to understand in that way next question uh, gergili sabados i'm very sorry if i'm pro- pronouncing your name wrong i'm very sorry about that <laughs> so um question so iskon is like feeding fish with medicine for the ponds culture versus fishing with trash wow your 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 language is you know very difficult to understand for me i'm i'm not that intelligent bro it's like like almost like bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur's english feeding fish with medicine for the ponds culture versus fishing with trash i need more explanation i am not i am not that intelligent um next question by vishnu teja wow nice to see you back after so long <laughs> dandavat pranam hare krishna jay shri prabhupad are, are there not atoms in the spiritual world then there are but the atoms are living why chaitanya mahaprabhu said i want to become a speck of dust at your lotus feet ainanda tanujakinkaram patitam maam bhavam budhau kripaya tava pada pankaja kripaya tava pada pankaja sthita dhuli sadrisham sadrisham means the speck of dust an atom of dust so there is also atoms there but all are spiritual atoms the soul is a spiritual atom so everything is there atoms 
okay i think that's or oh, some other question is coming one second was it already typed oh pacha govindam why cannot say pacha means what <laughs> i know you're meaning bhaja the the pronoun i mean the spelling is very funny bhaja govindam why cannot say who said we should bhaja govinda we should we should worship govinda we cannot what he said was worship govinda three times don't worry about the grammatical arrangements i have done and misinterpreted the whole vedas don't waste your time with that but bhaja govinda please please worship govinda please only do that and nothing else in fact all right so i think that brings us to the end thank you so much for putting up with me how many of you 25 or 35 I can't see the number. Anyway, I'm very much thankful for you coming here. Oops. One second. Just give me a second. 26. Okay. Thanks for the sophisticated explanations. Well, I don't know sophisticated. I don't know much about actually. I'm just running through these verses. These each verse is actually, you know, worth such long classes by themselves but anyway we will continue on saturday a short class the rest of it 27 okay so um we will continue on saturday and then after that i do not know if i can have a class on sunday and wednesday i just cannot have it's janmashtami so after janmashtami why not do it like this um prabhupad so thursday is also out friday saturday sunday we will have classes i think after the saturday i think next only friday sunday is also difficult or maybe we will do a short class on bhagavad gita i will let you know anyway thank you very much chaitanya charitamrita ki jai shri chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai gaurnitay bhagwan ki jai panchatatva ki jai हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाए हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र की जाए निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल श्री प्रभुपाद की जाए हरे कृष्ण